This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where of course in this edition we will be talking about Tottenham's win here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Crystal Palace. Spurs won, Palace nil, that Harry Kane goal just before half time. Um, that puts Harry Kane now on 209 goals, just 51 behind Alan Shearer's record. I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game. We've got radio presenter with heart, Rob Howard, back with us. Rob, it's been a while. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm very, very well. It's, it's nice to watch Spurs win a game and keep a clean sheet as well. I can't believe it. Absolutely. Well, we'll come on to the football shortly. Uh, also, returning guest, we've got Holly Clemens with us, um, BBC Breakfast producer. Holly, how are you? Hi, Chris. Yeah, I'm good. Um, as you know, I've not watched the game because I couldn't find a way to watch it. So I'm going to be as much used as a chocolate teapot and everyone is going to say to me, what's the point of having her on? So I hope you all enjoy it. <laughs> we'll stick to general opinions for you then, Holly. And also back with us, channel regular Craig Dearman. Craig, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Nice to be discussing a Spurs win. Um, bit of a boring game, but we'll come on to it. But uh, at least we got the win, eh? That's exactly where I was going to start. Um, Rob, let's start the show with you. Give me your thoughts on today's game, because I think Craig just summed it up perfectly there. It was a boring game, but it was three points. It's a clean sheet. We're sixth now in the Premier League table. We're sitting in a Europa Conference, uh, sorry, a Europa League spot. Um, your thoughts on the game today? Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't particularly exciting, was it? It, it was a bit of a, a bit of a stodgy one, but you know, pa- Palace are doing quite well at the moment. They're kind of like a team on the up. And if you looked at the results, we're kind of, you know, Mace, Mace has been good since he's come in, but it, it, it's been tricky. So it was kind of like, it, the result was good. The, the the game wasn't a great watch, but, um, I, I, I don't know. I thought today, I don't know if we'll come on to this, but I thought today was all about like the team selection. It was kind of like a, it was a big vindication in, 
you know, p- picking players in the positions that they actually probably will be quite good in, as opposed to sticking to rigid systems and that kind of thing. So that that was my big takeaway. It was kind of, do you know what? We have got good players, and if you play them in 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 a way that plays to their strengths, then they'll probably actually look quite good, as opposed to trying to force something on them that uh, isn't great. But um, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with it. You know, it it, it wasn't exciting. I don't think Palace really had a chance, did they? And you know they've been scoring them for fun lately, so it it, it wasn't it wasn't an incredible watch. I won't be uh, I won't be rewatching the game in full, but um, uh, you know you take it you take it when when was the last time you won a game, Chris? It feels like a long time. It, it, it it, really it's does. like it's like a month or something, isn't it? Yeah, uh, particularly after those trips to Newcastle and Liverpool to actually finally get a win and finally get a clean sheet as well. Um, yeah. It seems like that, that that relief of picking up three points. And I know we'll come on to talking about the uh, the chances of European football uh, for next season, what type of European football uh, that we will play. But it just puts us in a better position going into the final three games. Yeah, absolutely. Craig, Craig do you want to give us your thoughts on today's match? Yeah, just going what Rob said about the the selection. I was I was quite intrigued to see you know when you when the team comes out to see the players that are playing. I was trying to work out what formation he's going with. Is it a three-five-two or you know is it a four at the back? And and um, the one they had on the screen was four-four-two, and I thought that can't be four-four-two. And it did take me a while to work out what formation we were. Playing the yeah, exactly that formation, but obviously, as we know, Porro was right wing back and Ben Davis was left wing back. Um, and Emerson, Romero, and Longley, uh, the three centre backs. And I have to say, I thought uh, we'll probably come on to this in a bit more detail, but having Emerson back really seemed to solidify that back three. And it just goes to show you can still have on play Emerson and Porro. Um, on the same pitch, because I just thought that right hand side was pretty good today. Having having Emerson behind Porro, I thought it worked worked pretty well. Obviously, you're not up against the strongest opposition in the league, but it seemed to me to be working quite well. And you know, if Spence comes back and you've got Spence and Porro, uh, and Emerson does want to stay, as you know, I've been one of his biggest critics. I wouldn't be against Emerson staying if we're going to deploy him as a as 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 a centre back, essentially. Um, how he'd work in a two rather than a three, I don't know. But even if he was in there as a Romero backup, um, I'd be quite happy with that, which is amazing for me to say that because if you'd asked me that six, seven months ago, the answer would have been completely different. I think I think a lot of fans would have had that opinion. So um, very, I, I thought Richarlison probably deserved his start. I just wish he'd smile a bit more. Um, but that, that's the kind of player he is. He just always looks bloody miserable to me um, and diving around human. and moaning. So All the time. Angry. He's terrifying. Like, he's terrifying. He, if he was running at me on that pitch, I would just run away screaming. He's, he's, it, um... It's amazing. Can you imagine what he looked like on his wedding day? If it, or his wedding day photos, they look like, you know, it's just like for a man, for a man so terrifying that chooses to celebrate by uh, pretending to be a pigeon. It's quite amusing, isn't it? He could have chosen a, something a little bit more intimidating, to be honest, couldn't he? <laughs> a bit of a weird one, but yeah. Overall, Chris, um, interesting team selection, but um, and a boring game, but it worked, and we got the job done. So. Uh, let's get these last remaining three games out of the way and see where we can finish. 
We'll certainly come on to team selection uh, shortly. Um, Holly, let's get your thoughts um, on today's game because it does feel good to be back to winning ways, getting the three points, getting a clean sheet. We're sixth now in the table. Uh, we've got three games left. I know a lot of us uh, are just wishing this season away because it's been so frustrating in so many different ways. Um, but how does it feel to, to be back to winning ways today? Obviously, always a good thing. And I think Ryan Mason is probably breathing a little bit of a, a sigh of relief um, that he's, he's got a, he's got a win, basically. But um, I think the thing is, is, as you said, I mean, I can only go on what you've said about it being a boring game. It, game, it just makes you realise, doesn't it? Like, where would we be without Harry Kane? I think that's as soon as I realised that he'd scored, it's just, it's kind of that, like, obviously you feel absolutely buzzing, but then it's, it's this kind of sinking feeling because it's also at the same time, I'm thinking this is a classic example of where he always delivers for us. And, you know, if we didn't have him today, we wouldn't have that, result so um yeah I just want him to stay forever basically is the bottom line to it <laughs> Holly I'm going to quote you one of the last times you were on you said Harry Kane is our Jesus and I tell you what yes. Harry, Kane, Harry Kane always seems to deliver for us what on earth are Spurs going to do without Harry Kane when he does eventually leave no I in my personal opinion that man is irreplaceable and I hate to say it, there are some great there are some great players out there, but just him as a person and him as a player and him as a leader, I just think and obviously he's one of our own, I think all of those things combined just makes him so special to the club as well. Um and I just think not only is he um, you know, a fantastic player, he's a fantastic guy as well. And I just as I said, I'd love to be on his Christmas card list. I'd love to like just sit down and have a coffee with him. He's just a lovely bloke. Do you know what I mean? He's not like all these others in the Premier League. He's just a top guy and a top footballer. You know, just um it's you know, the talks about him coming to Manchester United, as you know, I'm in Manchester. I'm literally I can see Old Trafford from my window. So even if he went there and broke my little heart, I'd just be, you know, able to just give him a little wave every now and then and just say hi and say miss you come back come back <laughs> miss you <laughs> but no what a guy I think he's been very stressed and as as I um, said to you before we started the show I was at the Liverpool game the other week and just seeing him score you know and he just didn't even celebrate because he was I think he's just so unfortunately I think he's at the end of his tether which is really really sad to see so I hope he's got some you know joy out of today but I think the bigger picture and all of the other things that are going on in the club is probably stressing him out a lot. And he must feel the weight of the team sometimes. He's just like, come on, sort yourselves out. Is it just me that's playing football? <laughs> well, let's hope that we have him for at least another year. Um, let's have a look at the um, match stats. Now, today, um, Spurs had 57% possession to Palace's uh, 43%. We had eight shots to Palace's seven uh, we had three shots on target. Palace had two. Corners, Spurs eight, Palace four. And fouls, Spurs 15, Palace 14. Um, Rob, let's come to you. Let's talk about the team selection today from Ryan Mason. Uh, Fraser Forster in goal. And in the back three of Emerson, um, Romero and Lingley. The wing-backs, Davis and Poro. In midfield, Skip and Hoybier. The front three of Kunmin Son, Richarlison and Harry Kane. What did you make of... 
Ryan Mason's selection today and the formation that he played. Um, also, I might add that the subs today were, were Austin, Sanchez, Basuma, Dyer, Saar, Perisic, Lucas Moura, Kulusevski and Dan Juma. I really liked it. And I sort of mentioned at the start of the show, it kind of, it felt like playing players to their strength. So I liked, um, I loved Romero in the middle of the park, like it as center, center back, because I, th- I think that's where, when he made his name at Atlanta, that's where he played. And and if you're going to have a defender who kind of, his his whole thing, isn't it, is, is rushing out and intercepting and putting pressure on. If, if you have that on one side of the pitch and you don't have it on the other, then that kind of leaves you pretty lopsided, really. And then and then you throw in Pedro Porro, who I really like, but can't really defend. And you put those two on the same side, then you kind of ask him for trouble a little bit. Whereas it kind of felt like we, we played him in the position he made his name. And then the, the thing I liked most about it, and he, he was really, really good today. The thing I liked about it was it, it kind of felt a bit like, I really like the sort of man management side from Mason. Because I think, I think the last couple of games, you can tell, Romero reminds me a bit of like, it's like me when I'm losing at FIFA. So if, if we're like two or three nil down, his head just goes and he's like, right, I'm going to try, I'm going to like try and score from my own half every time I get the ball. And I'm going to try and get four men sent off. That's what I'm going to do. My head's gone. I'm going to ruin the game for everyone. Whereas if, if we're like one goal behind or something like that, he kind of, he kind of keeps focused and he's fine. And I think giving him this role, I mean, this is, this is the kind of thing that happens in my head, but I imagine Mason kind of went to him and went, look, you want to play center, center back. We'll give you a go the next game, but you've got to be disciplined. You've got to be disciplined. And it's like it's almost like that naughty kid at school, isn't it? Where you act, you put them in a kind of role where they have a bit of responsibility and, and suddenly they kind of level up and they come up to meet you. And that's kind of what it felt like today. I thought he was really, really good. He was really disciplined. He, he wasn't diving into mad challenges. And it felt like he was kind of back engaged and, and not just a guy just going a bit mad, kind of wishing the season was over. So I really like that. And then uh, Emerson at right centre-back was great. But I, I, I swear, maybe it was even last season, but the start of this season, we were saying, look, he can't cross to save his life. So don't have him at right wing-back. But he could probably do a, a job at right centre-back because he's actually quite composed on the ball. And his kind of passing game is pretty good and he doesn't panic. And, and, and I thought today, straight away, he immediately became, after Romero, like our best, our best defender on the ball. Like he, he he just gets it and he doesn't panic and he doesn't just hoof it. He kind of looks around and he takes his time and he can control the ball and play it quite short. And th- there was one bit today. I don't know if you saw it, Chris, because you're in the stands, but he had a bit of pressure on from whoever and the ball kind of bobbled up and he went one way and then he kind of did a little sort of like Brazilian flick back over the head. And I was like, I Mate, I can't, when's the last time we saw a centre back do something like that? I was like, this is this is crazy. So um, I really liked it. I just I just thought it was a good thing of like going okay instead of the Conte thing of going, this is the formation I'm playing. I've decided what position everyone's playing, and if they don't good enough, I'll just I'll just moan about how bad the players are. It's like okay, well let's put people in positions that play to their strengths, and um, I, I just thought it worked a lot better. I thought we looked a lot more solid as a team at the back, particularly. Rob, on the left-hand side, instead of playing Perisic today, went with Ben Davis. Do you prefer Davis to to, to Perisic? Um, I don't know. This is this is one of the great. This season's been full of so many contradictions, hasn't it? Like it's been the season of contradictions, and the the, the biggest one for me is Perisic's best two games have been when Stellini and Conti haven't been there. Like I thought he looked really good against Liverpool, and he looked really good against United. 
And b- before that, he was kind of seen as like, you know, Conte's guy that he kind of brought in and he hasn't really, he's been hit and miss and we're not sure. Um, I thought, I don't know, I thought, I, I, I thought it was kind of like a, it was a good illustration of, of Davis today where he was solid, he didn't make any mistakes, but there were a few times where he kind of gave the ball away and, and we maybe slightly saw his attacking limitations. Whereas, you know, they're kind of polar opposite ends, aren't they? Whereas Perisic is like, can put in a great ball, but then also at the same time will just get, get I'd fancy my chances at dribbling past Perisic and uh, I, I literally can't dribble. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it kind of made sense. They're obviously going defensive solidity today. So Davis kind of made sense. But I'd maybe like to see Perisic back in next one. Craig, let's come to you. Of course, no Eric Dyer in the starting eleven today. I think a lot of fans were pleased about that. <laughs> Holly, you can't that. Da- <laughs> you can't dance. Thank you for the audio description uh, there, Rob, because I know that some of our listeners will be listening on all major streaming platforms and will not have had the pleasure of uh, witnessing that. But as We're we all thinking it, but don't do it. Come on. Come on. This is what I love about this show is we can all be honest. We can dance if we want to dance. Well, I'll tell you now, I was dancing, but I was dancing inside. Um, there we go. Yeah, go on, Chris. Um, Craig, on, on a serious note, Eric Dyer, no Eric Dyer today in the starting eleven. Um, do you prefer this back three with this wing-back system? And it's funny because we've spoken all all year, all season about Emerson Royale, and Rob brought it up as well of the uh, you know putting him at the right side of um, central defence. Pedro Poro is clearly a much more attacking player. Pedro Poro has played the majority the majority of his career as a right wing back. Uh, Emerson Royale had never played right wing back. He played in a, in a back four system. Um, but then we tried to get him to play in a right back system, a right wing back system, sorry. Um, so mm. is this the way forward for us? Yeah, so, as I said, he, he just looked more, he just looked better. He just looked more natural. And, and he, he, you know, Pedro Porro is never going to be a right back as much as, Emerson's never going to really do a full job as as a right wing back. You know, they can be there, but you're not going to get the wing and the back part correct with 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 um, with uh, Emerson. Sorry, and and you're not going to get the right, the right back defensive part with with Poro. So it's kind of a really good trade off to have them both on the pitch and and the Emerson is there to cover him. I just thought we, thought we looked a lot more solid. Look, remember the opposition, as I say, we're not play, playing a United or a Liverpool or, or somebody like that, but I just think it, I had more confidence in, in their back three and back five, if you like. I just thought we looked a lot more generally solid. Um, whether that's the way forward next year, I still think we need a fair few replacements, but for the rest of the season, I think you. I don't think you'll see him deviate much from that. Um, and you know, I don't think Dyer's going to get much of a look in unless Longley is injured. He went off. Um, I don't know if he'd strained something in his um, shoulder or something like that. I thought he might have dislocated something the way the way he was holding it. But um, hopefully, it's. Just, I mean, the ironic thing is, he he he, he fouled the guy. I think it was Zaha was it going forward, and he injured himself stopping him. So. Um, so, yeah, he kind of did it to himself. But, yeah, the, that back three, I think you'll see uh, fitness um, willing. I think you'll see it um, next week, certainly, and probably for the rest of the season. And whether he brings in Perisic um, to replace Davies, I'm quite happy with Davies at, at left wing back for the rest of the season. But 
um, Perisic will probably get a run as well. So you've got two to alternate there. Unfortunately, I think Porro's going to have to uh, do the job on the right, unless, of course, he sees um, Emerson um, if you need a break. I don't think see how a professional footballer would playing one game a week and only three games left, but you'll probably see Porro in for the rest of the season there. So, yeah, on the whole. Um, and I have to sling Fraser Forster into that. I, I, I think he's... Um, I think he's been the signing of the season so far. I think he's done well whenever he's come in. I think he looks quite solid. He's certainly better with his feet than Lloris. And if that was Lloris's game against Newcastle, I think that's that's a sad end. That is an incredibly sad end. And and um, we all know he's struggled over the last few months. But um, I do hope the club do a little something for him if he does go, because I think the writing's on the wall for him. But uh, what a great servant he has been. Ollie, I'm going to ask you the most obvious question. What are you dancing about Eric Dyer not being the team for? No, it's in the name, isn't it? It's frigging Dyer is why. Um, I t- do you know, I've gone through a love-hate relationship with Eric Dyer. Not that he knows I exist, but I've been through a love-hate relationship with him. Um, and uh, just absolutely horrendous. I mean... I watched the game back after I um, went to Anfield the other day. And when they showed Levy, that shot of Levy, and he sat there and, and that woman sat behind him and she went, you could just read her lips. She went, he is. And then they had to change the shot. And because I'm a TV producer, I know what this would have been like. Someone's in the gallery going, change the shot! <laughs> because she basically just said on TV what we were all thinking. Um but yeah, it amazes me that he was always, you know, starting. Even you know, I just think like, are they watching different game? Like, are they watching a different player to us? Because every time I, it's like when I went through that phase of really despising Emerson, and he was always Conte kept picking it, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And then as soon as we signed Pedro Borro, he started to like actually play good football. So, um, I mean, the truth is, I don't really know anything, but. At the same time, I, I, I can watch them and be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Holly, how will you feel? Because there are so many rumours and reports going around at the moment about Eric Dyer possibly signing a new contract at Spurs. How will you feel if that happens? Well, firstly, why is that our main priority at the moment? Because when I heard that, I was like, right, why are we even talking about that? The solar, we've got literally bigger fish to fry than talking about keeping Eric Dyer on. Jesus, that should be at the bottom of the list. We've got a lot to tick off first before we consider that. There's some some players that we really want to keep. We need to get a new head coach in that actually is going to, you know, take us to where we want to be, that the players are going to have respect for, that's going to play us in a formation that works. Um... And signing Eric Dyer, I mean, come on now. Let's keep that at the bottom of the agenda, shall we? Rob, can I, can I ask you that same question about Eric Dyer? And, and of course, there, there are lots of rumours and reports going around stay, stating that we're, we're about to sign Clement Langley on a permanent deal. Are these the types of players to take this club forward? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't know, Longley, Longley, I kind of, I don't, Longley's a bit of a funny one where sometimes I kind of think like, oh, he's, he's pretty good. And then, and then other times you'll kind of go missing or it, it's more when, it, it's more when I like go to the ground and watch him, I sit in the south stand and it's when the defense is kind of like, you know, we're attacking the, the far goal. 
and you can kind of see him at times, like the positioning. You just kind of sort of like, where are you off to, mate? And he'll just kind of go wandering off. Um, no, I don't think they are. But th- but then it's the age old thing of squad building, isn't it? Where it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it's where are the what, what the fires that you need to put out immediately. And I think, uh, like, uh, I don't know, would, would I? Would I offer Dyer a new contract? Probably not. I think he's got one year left, has he? And I kind of think, I mean, it, 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 would it be the end of the world to leave it to, to, till next season? And then I, I can't imagine loads of teams are going to come swooping in for him and offer like good money. So you might as well wait and see what happens. Um, and then Longley, the, the latest I'd seen on Longley was maybe that was more of a Conte thing and pr- we probably weren't going to activate it maybe. Um uh, depending on the new uh, the, the new manager, but it, it it seems to me, and this is one of the reasons I kind of feel a bit positive, at least about the summer, is is a lot of the noise seems to be our priorities are new goalkeeper, new defenders, and then maybe like a James Madison or something like that. And so I kind of find myself agreeing with all of those. And so it, you know whether they happen and whether we have the money to make them happen is another thing. Um, but uh, in terms of a squad building kind of thing, I think maybe maybe Dyer is one of those where, like today, you, you, you know, you, you don't sell him in the summer, but you kind of just move him back. He just kind of takes one step back in the queue and he kind of moves to, uh, say, we do get Europa. He becomes a Europa League player and he starts on Thursdays and, and he comes in with injury and that kind of thing. And, and I think he'd be OK with that. I think he'd be better. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd be disappointed if if the first game of the season next year, as I'm sure everyone will be, if he's still starting, I think you know something's probably gone quite wrong in the summer for that to happen. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to do a holly and dance. I'm not going to dance about it, but I would be a little bit a bit disappointed. Listen, Rob, the only <laughs> thing the only thing that I like about Eric Dyer is the mullet. That's it's it. Mullet. It's the mullet. And, and also when he went when he had the mullet. The when he went reintroduction. In, when he went into the stand to try and like beat up a fan or whatever that was, that was also that was a heritage Spurs moment as well. We can't forget that. Yeah, well. Rob, what do you say about the players that we need? Yeah. And we've got all of these players coming back from loans oh, in God, the summer. Yeah. You think what what any manager or director of football coming in to this football club now, what a huge job they've got ahead. Yeah, they have. They've got a lot of... Because um, well, that's the other thing is you, you don't know... I, I don't know how they operate in terms of is it they'll have been watching them and scouted them and they've kind of already made their decision or is it one of those where... I don't know if you remember when, when Conte came in, he kept going on about, oh, I need to see them in training, I need to see them in training. And, and, and it went on for ages and ages and ages. So I don't know if they, they'd want to come in, see the whole squad in pre-season and then make decisions. Um but then, I, I don't know, we're at such a crossroads, aren't we? And, and the, the makeup of the squad, it, it depends so much on what manager you get in. I mean, our, our squad, we have so many wing-backs, which makes me think that our next manager has to play or, or be able to play at the start with wing-backs. But then a, a slot, who I believe we're, we're linked with quite a lot with Feyenoord, he, he, I don't think he's ever played a back five. So say he ends up getting the gig... Then suddenly, I think one of our one of our big priorities would shift from, you know, we we, we need central defenders to suddenly we need right backs and left backs because we we don't have any. But then that then has a knock on effect. Do you kind of go, uh, you know, re- Regalon? Do, do, do you keep him around because you go he can play left back and maybe we have other fires to put out? I don't know. It's 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 a big it's a big job, isn't it? It kind of feels a bit like. 
I don't know if you, you like you buy a house and it, it, it's a bit of a fixer upper and you've got a lot of things and it, you kind of go right which room is the is the worst which is most likely to fall in on itself and it's got the most damp and you know is 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 gonna it's like a risk to our health let's focus on that and then we'll move to the other things so I don't know I don't envy whoever whoever the guy is I, I saw we were linked to that German guy was he called Spore. Like, come on, you spores. Yeah, I think his, name, his surname's Spore. It, it, the pictures I saw him in, he was, he was smiling and happy. And I just thought, if you do come in, mate, give it a couple of months. <laughs> and then you're going to look very stressed. Well, I think, there's a, I think there's a few skips to certainly fill, Rob. Uh, yeah. Going, going on your new sound about houses. Um, mm. Craig, let's come to you. In the, in the third minute of the game, um, of course, Richarlison started today. Um, through ball. One on one with the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper saved. Um, offside flag went up. Charleston, only one goal in the Premier League all season for Spurs. It's been very up and down for him. A frustrating season for him. How would you describe his performance today? Um, all right, and I think that's as far as I'll go for the rest, you know the whole of the season so far. I've been quite unimpressed really I know he's been injured but he has played a fair few games and you know the best players take their chances when they're given them and he has had the chances he just hasn't done too much with it as I say he just runs around looking miserable a lot of the time I wouldn't say he's a waste of money I think I think you've got to see how he goes um, over the summer new manager perhaps a new system um, but you know one goal you'd be expecting a bit more from that from a 50, 60 million pounds signing. So, yeah, um, jury's still out, to be honest, for me on Richarlison. Oh, you've got to remember he was the main man at Everton and he's he's not at Tottenham. So, but, you know, he did well at the World Cup. So there is a player in there, as, as we've seen when he was at Everton, there is a player in there. Um, perhaps it's just the formation is he's not, not helping him. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is, but he, he, you can't say he's not trying. Um he just doesn't seem to have that edge at the moment for some reason playing for Tottenham. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is there, um, but it could be the formation. Don't ask me what formation Brazil played at the World Cup. I don't know, but they, Brazil generally got better players than Tottenham anyway. So um, the players around him obviously were creating a lot more for him. So jury's still out, but um, I would certainly not sell him in the summer. I think he's um, deserves a bit more time. Do you think it could be, Craig, that the plan is that if Harry Kane did end up losing either this summer or next, we would then bring Richarlison in as like the main man up front? Like you played oh, him, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a possibility, but um, I still think you'd be one attacker, like, especially with Mora going and uh, Dan Juma probably going back. I think you still need, if Harry Kane does go, and God, God hope, he, hope he doesn't, um, I still think you need to buy in a quality centre forward. And that in itself creates problems because, as um, as Rob said, we all know the positions where we need to strengthen anyway. We need a new goalkeeper, we need centre-backs, we need a number 10, perhaps, if the new manager is going to be playing in, with a creative midfielder. And then on top of that, you've got to spend at least, what, 60, 70 million on a top, top centre forward to replace Harry Kane. You're going to get 100 million tops for Harry Kane anyway. I just personally see, and I'll say it again. I've said it on here before. I just can't see. <laughs> I can't see. Um, I can't see Daniel Levy selling Harry Kane. I just can't see it. <laughs> we we now have Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur legend Ramon Vega with us. 
<laughs> Hello, Raymond. Hello, mate. Has he had a bit of red wine today? Where's the wine, guys? What's going on, mate? Raymond, how much have you had today? <laughs> Listen, mate, I just wanted to say hi to Alan Shuka, but he didn't come out of the tongue. He was like kind of scared talking to me, you know? Raymond. What did you think of today's game? Shine. But <laughs> 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 I'm telling you now, I nearly, I nearly got bored, to be honest with you, you know. It was absolutely shit. No atmosphere, nothing on that stadium. I'm telling you that now. Very disappointing. Holly, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> Do I follow that? Is what I want to know. For for the for people that are listening rather than watching, Chris's camera's gone off, so God knows where uh, Chris and Ramon have gone. So for now, the bar, I imagine. I will be your host now. So um, <laughs> let's move on. No, I'm doing. Uh, Richardson. Um, I've always been a big fan of Richardson. I always feel like he does, regardless of it, if he's successful and gets a goal in. I feel like he always does give 110%. And I feel like he um, he does add so much to the team in that sense. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe like you just discussed just then, maybe it's just because he's not... He's not the main man in, in this in this squad, you know, as he was previously at Everton. And I think, you know, we keep forgetting, yes, we've only had one Premier League goal from him. But let's not forget the Champions League goal now, OK? That Champions League goal, I still think about on a daily basis. And bless him, he plays with conviction. Quite often he's offside, but he'll still take his top off and run about anyway. So I love the commitment. I love his commitment. So Chris is on mute. <laughs> I've been. Please don't laugh, Chris, mate. Don't, please don't laugh, mate. Don't, come on, be serious I'm about host it. Now, Chris. I'm Joel, host. come on. Come on, you know. It's so depressing. 90 minutes watching Spurs. Ramon, let me just ask you. Yeah, um, European football for Tottenham next season or no European football? Mate, I'll tell you what. I think a championship below, mate. <laughs> European football. He can watch <laughs> with a different club, mate. <laughs> They've gone again. It's <laughs> <laughs> like some weird. It just looks like some weird. Like Are they um, snogging? I think that's what it is. They took. They turned the camera off because they're <laughs> snogging. Oh, please don't laugh. Please don't laugh. Could be serious about it, mate. <laughs> Chris looks like he's been held hostage. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Chris. Oh, Chris. Yeah, for anybody listening on audio, Chris has now been taken hostage in the top by, by Ramon Vega in the and West. We need yeah. you all to pay the ransom. We need yeah. you to pay the ransom directly we to need, my bank account. <laughs> we need. To, we need uh, ten thousand likes on this video for Ramon to release Chris. So hit that like button. <laughs> you remember, Craig, how you said before we started the show we were talking about Chris's podcast. Remember how your mate. You're the West yes. Ham fan that watches the show. He said, I think it's, you know, I always watch it. Cause professional. It's great yeah. so professional. This is exactly what they were referring to, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're watching, Mark, this this, this is as good as it gets. Yeah. You don't, get this, you don't get this on West Ham podcast, do you? You don't get the host you being can. taken hostage by, you know, but yeah, but Steve Moncur. Think of the views. Think, think of the views. Yeah, and also, Spurs is drama. We are drama. We're unpredictable. So the podcast, 
reflects the unpredictability of our great club. So there you go. That, it's authentic. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, th- I, th- I don't know where, if uh, Chris is going to be released anytime soon, but um, I'll tell you what, Rob, what do you, what do you think of Romero's performance today? Do you think he was a bit more controlled and better? Uh, yeah, he was much better today, I thought. Uh, I thought he was a lot, lot better. I, d- I do think he, he looked a lot more engaged and a lot more uh, a lot more kind of interested. He, he, he... <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what, does, what does Ramon think to Romero? Ramon, what did yeah. you think to Romero today? I'm all up there. I don't know. What's on the field today? <laughs> Did you watch the game? Did you watch it? They've gone again. Chris looks exhausted. For anybody listening on audio, there is obviously very good alcohol at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Very good, Um, yeah. Chris Chris has definitely had a few. I'm not used to seeing it. It's usually me that's a little bit tiddly because I've been drinking through the game. I think (laughs) um... it's like that on this podcast. First time I was on there and I was drunk and then everyone kept making cries all the time. There you go. drunk every time I came on and I was like, it was one time, guys. One time, I have this much energy when I'm sober. I promise. Think of you it this way: like it's it, it's it's all money going back into the transfer budget in summer, isn't it? Ra- Ra- Ramon and Chris between them are getting yeah. our new centre back and goalkeeper at the well, moment. Well, that, that, that's it, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Same well, with the team, literally. <laughs> we get, well, at, that, this rate, at this rate, we'll be able to get Messi the way they're putting them away. Yeah, that's it. You can't compete with, compete with the Saudis, I don't think. But mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, Rob, I just just steering it back to the football rather than kidnapping. No, um, but you know what's going to happen. You, we're going to start having gonna a normal chat, and then, and then and then and then Ramon's face is going to pop up again. It is. I, I tend to agree with what you said about Romero. Though. I thought it's a bit yeah. more controlled. It's, it's perhaps somebody's had a word with him. Perhaps Mason's got into him a bit and said, "Look, we need you at your very best." You know, he's, but he has. Um, don't know what you think about that, Holly. He's just been a bit rash, hasn't he, the last few few games. You must have seen it in Liverpool. Oh, no. Yes, Holly. Rob, guys are taking over. But, we hand over to Mr. Vega. Chris, Chris has actually disappeared now. And it is uh, it's a Ramon's Chris now is fine, in the hot seat. Chris is fine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, guys, listen. So what do you think about that game today? Please. Uh, we thought, well, I thought it was it was boring, but it was a win and uh, it was a clean sheet and you've got a cupcake. That's the best thing today. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing I'm telling you. Three cupcakes at least I didn't have to pay in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, you gosh. I tell you what though. Not been in the standing for a long time. Number one thing is soulness. I have yeah. to say, no spirit in this stadium. Absolutely. Very disappointing. Even my wife last week, she was at the Man United game. She just came back home. She's absolutely disappointing. Soulness, no energy. Uh the you, I like my white white lane tall one. There's more more energy in there. It's uh, yeah, it's a great stadium. Thanks for the look, but and at that, it's football we're talking about, not the stadium, you know. So uh, football is completely forgotten today. Again, it's there's no system in that in that team. I don't see anything there. Um, Ramon, 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 can, can I can I ask you who who would you want as next Spurs manager? Who would be your shout? Who'd be the the Ramon Vega who, recommendation? 
Well, it's not a recommendation. Who wants to come? That's the problem, mate. <laughs> Who wants to come? <laughs> it's, to be honest with you, you know, we've got all the big managers and everything all failed for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's it's a lot of problem within much deeper. I think it's an accumulation of more than 10 years not recruiting properly, no proper system in place from the academy all the way to the first team. It's quick fix, quick manager, quick names, but not really building something around the team, you know. And I'm telling you now, if I look at the team today, at least six players needs to add for the new season. That's a hell of a lot to adapt to a new 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 team. Six six players, you know. It's uh, That's at least. If I go further, maybe even the whole, more than six players. But just to get six players in the new season, before they even adapted to the new league, to the new team, to the environment, takes six to eight months. So we are talking at least three seasons away to even get close to something. Oh, man. Ramon, but, why, but, why but, do you think they didn't go for Pochettino, Ramon? Why, why do you think they didn't put the call in? Yeah, because I, I, I think uh, these guys I think they're better than Pochettino. And they don't really care about him. They didn't care in the first place to renew them. Uh, when when he was uh, with Spurs, he was uh, he's done a good job. He was not supported properly. That was the biggest mistake I would say at, at Spurs when when in, when Spurs was going to the Champions League final that season or the season before, they didn't recruit at all. When we think back, you know that now cost him a hell of a lot of money because now to recruit with the competition we are we are in the Premier League, it's a lot of money to spend. Yeah, and in time because. You can't fix. You can see Chelsea. You know they're spending six, seven, seven hundred million quid. Look at where they are. You can't just with money throw into it and, and fix it in quick. This is three, four, at least three to four years away. But the cupcakes are nice. Yeah. I thought what at least for free, mate. I tell you what, I thought <laughs> I'm going to pay that as well. It's a fitness me. Everything you have to pay in this stadium, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Anymore, you know? Not even the smile is free. <laughs> uh, Ra- Ramon, did you come it... over for it, Ramon? So, sorry, did you come over just for this game, Ramon? Or, or you no, in London anyway? No, mate. Listen, mate. I'm, I'm not. I have to be sorry for that. Not for this game only. You know, I came over here because I got a uh, few friends to see, and then, uh, and by the way, I've not been invited by the club. Just to give you also, well, he wasn't invited by them. Well, let me say, I never got invited for the last 20 years. So, <laughs> so it was because a mate told me, come along. And I said, OK, I'll come along to the stadium to have a look for, for the game. But uh, no, it wasn't specifically because of the, of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramon, here's a question I was, I was wondering. So in terms of Spurs maybe getting, say, Europa League or not getting it, as as someone who's obviously played for the team, um, do you do you think it's better to have like Europa League midweek, but obviously you're flying out all over Europe and you kind of don't have a, you have less time on the training field, or do you think it would be better for us to finish outside those places, have one game a week and have more time training with the new manager? What 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 would you rather? Well, I think I'm rather now really say, be honest, not even qualified to anything and really focusing on really long-term philosophy of this club, really fundamental. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Build it up, you know. Uh, I think the season was a disaster. It was from, you know, from the beginning to, to now as well in many ways. But this is an accumulation for all years coming up. Now they've been caught properly, you know. Uh, if I look at now the day, the, ga- uh, the game, you never, never can think that these guys are top four a team. No chance. No chance. They're not playing like a top four Champions League uh, team. Not a chance. Not a chance. Mm. So I think the key part is the fundamental part of the whole club needs to be changed. And that's a good time in a way. It's a good time not even being qualified for the Europe because then you have time, really, to build something for next season's season after and see us. At least three years programme. But that's not happening. I don't see it, to be honest with you, at the moment. Ramon, there was a comment in the comments there. Somebody's asked, would you take the director of football role if you was offered it? If I was offered? Oh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. No. Uh, because uh, I think uh, it's key. If, you, if you've been taking a position like that, I like to be accountable. That means I have to make my own decisions. If I can't have that, I'm sorry. I'm a secretary, not a director of football. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. not a secretary. I'm telling you that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do it? Would you do it? Just passing the no, paper, I, and you have no I, decision I, making. Would no, you do I, it? I don't, I don't think I'm qualified. Certainly, no. No, but what would you do? Just simple as asking you, would you do director football if you're just passing the papers but you haven't got a decision, but you're still accountable, but you haven't got decision-making process in place? Hey, Craig. And then if you fall. Craig, you said you're not qualified, but let's remember what I told you just before the show starts, Craig. My dad said, I always listen. I like Craig. He knows his stuff. So there you well, go. Stop putting yourself down there, Craig. Or <laughs> I'll tell you what. Holly, uh, thank you. Holly's dad, if you're watching, I really appreciate the recommendation. Dave, and if I want, Dave, if, shout out for Dave. Dave. Shout out for Dave. Um, if I was if I, if I was offered the job as DOF at Spurs, I would take it. And, and I would, and it, and it oh right! So you just would take it just for the sake to have a DOF kind of thing. Well, yeah. And if I failed miserably and fell on my ass, I said, "But Dave recommended me." So yeah. And Craig, Craig, at least if you're a director of football, you'd invite Ramon, wouldn't you? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'd have him at the training ground every day. Every day. <laughs> oh, well, that's a true fan, you know, but that's the thing. The one thing you need to be when you're working for the club, you have to be a fan, but at the same time, the, the motion has to come out as well because you need to really be punctual and at the same time fundamental looking at the sports side because if you're just a fan, you might potentially make the wrong decisions emotionally because you want, obviously, the best for the club. But the motion sometimes has to go away when you make that kind of business decision because there's a lot of money now involved in all these transfer dealings, you know. And if you do one wrong, uh, it's a lot of money to, to be wasted. And I think at the moment Spurs has wasted quite a lot of money because wrong decisions have been done in some of the transfer period. It's the players we've got to get out, Ramon, as well, though, isn't it? Is that, you know, the, it's not just getting the players in. It's, it's how many say, players do we need to get rid of? Say, it's easy to see that and done, you know, because the problem is, you know, we're talking the Premier League, one of the highest salaries in, in, in Europe, you know. 
Uh, and if you want to get rid of these guys, you know, these players are on God knows whatever uh, on, on a month to to go down and just place them somewhere in France or even potentially Spain and Italy, very, very difficult. Either the player says, okay, I'm going 30, 40% discount on, on my salary. It's not going to happen, of course, you know. Uh, to get rid of them is either the club will either give it for free, it's on loan, or it's just have a cheaper transfer, uh, kind of. Uh, so you're losing already on, on that side because Premier League now, it's the end station for every single player comes to the league. It's not like a, a, like a trampoline, like it's going to, OK, you're coming here from here, I'm going to Real Madrid or Barcelona. It's really kind of the end station to the biggest league, mm. the biggest earners. And once you landed here, you really have to make your work and the diligence within the players because they will cost you a hell of a lot going forward. Did, did you did you ever have that in your career, Ramon, where it was like maybe a manager or something wanted to move you on and you were like, no, I don't want to go or, or, or vice versa or they made you stay and you wanted to leave? Well, I, I had in my career many questions to, to be, make decisions if I want to go to some places and some, of course, uh, uh, I didn't want to go because I, I always wanted to have high, high expectations. I wanted to do the highest, you know. Uh, I didn't want to just be comfortable with the, with the lowest kind of thing. And, and I was happy and lucky to play with big clubs, you know, at the same time and winning with them as well. You know, that's first, you know, winning the League Cup, go to Celtic, winning the treble and so on, you know. So it, it's very important as a player, you're aiming to the top, you know. When you, if you get the top, it's great. But if you're number two, number three, it's also not bad. But you need mm. to aim for that. And don't be comfortable just to get a club somewhere and get mm. paid. Yeah. Uh, Ra- Ramon, where's Chris gone? Is he still there? Chris, I think I called him just to get some wine uh, because uh, <laughs> it's his last order, you know. I was wondering oh, it? he doesn't get a pint or anything else, you know. I just said, uh, get wine. And I thought he was here, you know. So um, that's it, mate. <laughs> is, is there any left though after the man you drunk today, Ramon? Or is it? Or you got to go on to the white now? No, you've probably polished all the red well, off. Haven't you? Well, my wife, my wife is here now. We're going to have another celebration. Finally, past you know. Just made it, you know. What can I say? You know, happened today, and you know. Got so the king, you know. What can I say, you know? Cheer up, Louis. We got a season. It was absolutely crap. Let's be honest, okay? Yeah. The pop and, and Chris is here, mate. Let's just got it back again, all right? Well, you need to cheer up a little bit between the fans. This connection between the fans is completely gone. I saw it today again in the stadium. It's absolutely disconnected. I've never yeah. seen such a disconnected uh, fans uh, base. It's unbelievable. And it hurts me because I felt when I played at Spurs in the 90s, it was very, very passionate fans in the old White Hart Lane. There's no disconnection. They were really a unit. They were sad. They were booing. But they were celebrating. But today, I didn't know if they exist They're in the stadium. Apologies, everyone. This is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what this has reminded me of? You know that clip of that geezer that was on BBC News and his kids just walked in in the background. 
Are we talking about the game or not? Yeah, no, we're, we're talking yeah. about the game. So what? I learned because the game was so boring. That's the problem, you know? What can you talk about the game? Tell me, you guys tell me, what are you going to talk about the game? Tell me. What was the best, best action, the best minutes in the whole 90 minutes? You tell me. Do you, do you know what I think? I think I think Son. Come on. I think I th- thank you, Ramon. Uh, I think Sonny um, actually played really well today. I think I thought he was quite good in defence, apart from anything else. He made yeah. two or three really good defensive clearances with his head, which you don't see a lot. And he he chased back. He was the last man a couple of times. Um, and I just thought he was really good today um, and deserved the ovation when when he came off. Um, so, so yeah, for me, I thought Sonny's performance was pretty good, and I thought Kane played pretty well. So, um, Emerson was Emerson and Romero. I Emerson, was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Passes yeah. from Romero, isn't it? Some of them, isn't it? There, to the opposite, the guys, you know. <laughs> what, 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 do, what, do, what do you guys think to Porro? Because obviously he was like, what is he, forty-five million or something like that? And it's you know he's maybe been a bit questionable. What do you reckon? Are you asking me what I think about Poro? Yeah, go on, Ramon. What do you think? No, no, let's go, let's go to the room. Holly, you go for yeah, it. Yeah, Holly, what do you think to him? Go on, Holly. Get involved. I like, I like Pedro Poro. I really do. He's, he's absolutely full of beans, isn't he? He's just got something about him. He, 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 you know what I mean? He's got fire in his belly. Uh, I do like him a lot. Why do you not, Rob? Was that a... No, no, I, I, I really like him. I think I think he's really good. He's he can't passionate. defend. He can't defend, but you've got to play a system that kind of covers his weaknesses. But yeah, I like it. He kind of gets... He gets stuck in, doesn't he? I like that. He does He does the old Tim Henman fist bump, fist, like fist pump to the crowd, which is always a winner for me. What do you think, Craig? I, I like him. I do like him. I still think he's got a lot to... To, to not wouldn't say to learn, but certainly just to bet into the Tottenham team, and obviously it depends on the formation we're going to be playing next season. Will be very interesting to see if Regulon comes back and gets a, gets back into the groove because I have I actually always quite like Regulon, um, and if it's a straight choice between Regulon and uh, Sessignon, and I was a massive fan of Sessignon, I just think perhaps uh, Sessignon's time at the club is now coming to an end, and he's one of the players we should move on and. I know Regulon's had his injuries this year, um, but it'll be interesting to see if he bounces back and um, can can push for a place back in back in the squad. You know, but yeah, I'll do like Porro. Um, I think he's got a got a future at the club. Actually, we've we've spent. Please, if if we're playing with wing back, Spence and Porro, I'll still maintain that's a good shout. Mm. Uh, Chris yes. and Ramon, what do you think of Porro? He's like Anton Deck. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, yeah. in five, ten minutes, I thought we were down 3-4 nil already again, you know? We'd be, you know? But I think the first time now, uh, I think the defence was kind of a little more stable, we call it. Um, Paul Rossi, yes, he needs to improve quite a lot still. But I think it's all around the game with him and the people around him it has to improve as well. What I saw today, I think they're more individual players than actually a team. At the same time, uh, and then he just to see, he don't see the connection between them, and I think I didn't see just hot today, but a few the few games before as well, it was just individual players, you know, looking after their own kind of little space, but not really working as a team, and and, and you feel that, and you can see that it's definitely an issue with within the dressing room. Yesterday, maybe the one that give him the confidence to be a unit. But I think before that, uh, I don't see there was a team there on the field. 
Can I just put it out there and ask everyone, um, with the win today and with the two performances in the last couple of games, although we lost to Liverpool, if the next three results and performances are okay-ish and we end up in a Europa League spot, can any of you see Ryan Mason getting the job? No, oh, no, I, would, I wouldn't so. go for it. I wouldn't go for it because he's he's he, he needs to get. Do you know what he needs to do? He needs to go and do Michael Carrick, and he needs to go manage like a championship team, have like a good season, you know, like for himself as well. Just I think to develop as a manager, work out what it's like because I imagine it's a really different dynamic being like the interim guy. He's kind of like almost like the supply teacher coming in. I always imagine if you you know if you if, if you're the supply teacher and the normal teacher's really really like bit of a disciplinarian if you're coming in you're like the fun kind of uncle it's probably an easier role to play whereas if you're the full-time manager and you've got to implement a load of things so no i i think could i see it you never know with spurs do you but do i think it'd be a good idea no probably not but also i do like him and i think he could be a really good manager in the future what do you think ramon i think to be honest the situation spurs is at the moment uh Ray Mason, with, without a doubt, built around him because <laughs> we have so many players to really <laughs> come into the new season. Uh, he knows the existing players already the last two, three years. Uh, for him, it was a good experience already, working on the two quality managers already. Learned definitely, without a doubt, a lot. You can see that already with the last few games. Um, I would say once you rebuild, uh, I won't call it the cheap version because... It's not respect to Ray uh, because he's in the same, he brings some quality, but at the same time, is potentially wise to do the around him, build around the team for the first season, let's say one or two seasons, you know, uh, and, 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 and bring some quality players and really build something around the club. I think for me, and fundamental, what's important about the manager is the philosophy and the vision the club wants to do in the next three years because any manager can then afterwards go, come in into the club as long as the the club has a vision and has a philosophy how and what it's going to do in the next two, three years. That's the key for me. Chris, are you okay? Are you all right, man? Chris, blink, <laughs> blink, blink, blink once for you're okay and blink twice for send help. I, I just don't know what to say about this. Um, <laughs> Rob, Rob, let's come to you. If you, yeah, could choose, if you could choose the manager, who would you like? I want Nagelsmann. I want, I want, I want, I want big, big Julian. I think he'd be great. I think um, he he, uh, he he he's kind of this like young upcoming project coach, but he's also gone to Bayern, and I think it had it. It felt like he kind of didn't quite connect there, and they had a lot of senior players with a bit of egos, and didn't quite work. Whereas I think us and him would kind of be like a really good fit. And, you know, we don't really seem to have those senior players with big attitudes. I mean, you look at our senior players and it's like Son and Kane, who are like the nicest people in the world. Um, I think he'd be really, really good. And I think it'd be exciting as well. I still remember, I think it was the, um, it was, was it the lockdown season with the champion? What are you two laughing at? <laughs> it says you can tell Chris isn't a hugger. Don't be so cold. Come on, mate. You know. We've we've all had a glass of red wine. Come on. <laughs> well, take it out, mate. What, what are you you know? Don't be shy about it, mate. Yeah. Go for it. 
Um, but I'd, I'd love Nagelsmann. I think he'd be really, really good. Uh, and it, his old Leipzig team used to be so, so exciting to watch. And um, like his Bayern team, like, it's different with Bayern because they obviously just win the league every year. But um, yeah, I think he'd be great. I think he'd be good. And I, I think it'd kind of it'd be a good fit. It'd be the first good fit we've had since Poch. I'd like Christian Gross back, to be honest with you. I'll <laughs> see him <around> on. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, no. He would come with a tube. I came with a tube. No, I mean, for, for me, um, it would have been Pochettino all day long. I still don't quite know why Chelsea haven't got that over the line yet. It's a bit weird. It's gone a bit quiet. But if, if Poch was still available, I'd have gone for him. But I totally agree with Rob. For me, it would be Nagelsmann. I find that quite exciting. And I would try and go and get Ragnick as the director of football. Yeah. Holly, what about you? Yeah, last time I was on, Chris, um, you said, who would I pick? I said I'd pick him. And I still stand by that. That was only if Poch was definitely a no, um, which seems is the case. So, um, yeah, still want, still want Nagelsmann. And... Hopefully, you know, there was that picture of uh, Levy at the airport and someone did the oh, detective yeah. work where they were like, hang on, that bar, that bar is in there, that's in that terminal. And I know that flights are going to Germany from that terminal. Some amazing stellar detective work in our fan base there. So let's hope <laughs> that he was hopping on a quick flight over to get the deal done and si- signing on the dotted line. But we'll wait and see with bated breath. Ramon, let me ask you, who would be the best fit Next for Tottenham. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, me personally, I like the sporting Lisbon uh, manager. Young, up and coming, talented, great philosophy of game. Uh, it's done with the, let's call it the sporting team where I would say not top. But I was a medium, very, very good team. Plays fantastic in terms of the tactical point of view and the technical point of view. Just very attractive. And I think he's one of the most up-and-coming managers now in Europe, without a doubt. Um, for me, personally, that will be a good fit because it's, it's, he's still hungry. He still has to prove quite a lot at the same time. We can build around him a, a, a philosophy, I fundamentally kind of what it needs Spurs. For me, that will be a, a very good fit uh, at the moment. The last thing, I, I was absent for, for some of this podcast. So I don't know what we've spoke about in terms of uh, the game. Have we covered covered Harry Kane's goal? No. no. Oh, no, we haven't, no. Right. Is that important? I think Ramon was still having a glass of wine at that point, so I think he might have missed the goal. Greg, let's come to you on that point. <laughs> on the goal. Does Ramon know we won? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For those listening, they've absolutely lost it. <laughs> oh dear. They look like some weird alien hybrid with two heads. It's like they're not, not, they're not separate. It's really, like a, really eerie. Conjoined twins. Weirdest thing. There's anyone got an inhaler that Chris can borrow? Oh, There's no thing you can breathe. Harry Kane. That's passion. That's England. That's what we love. Nothing like Harry Kane's goal. Um, I, I can't remember it, to be honest with you. Um, who's, who's the one to be real? This is just cracking up behind me. By the way. 
No, the goal the um, goal was uh, the goal was great. Listen, it's a great What was it? It's always fun. I think the game, as I said, we got the game and Harry Kane ahead of um, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Through. It was. Through, yeah. I mean, it's quite a nice goal. Poro yeah. put a cross in. Came yeah, in the back sure. post. Um, it's a lovely cross at the time. Um, yeah, good finishing. It's obviously typical Harry Kane. Obviously, there's no other one in in Europe who can actually finish like him. And and that's I think one part that Spurs has good in the team because if you haven't the aim or so. I don't think so. We'll, we'll be even talking about the European League or anything. We'll be going on the other yeah, way, yeah. to be honest with you. You know, so uh, so yeah, uh, it was great. He scored again and then and, 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 uh, get us a win of 3 0. Where at the moment they needed that. That team really needs some confidence. You know, got Newcastle smashed, going 3 0 down uh, this well with Liverpool, got Manchester same 2 0 down. We took it quite a lot. Goals we conceded. The defense was a shambolic way of, I would call it, really bad. Today was better, better organized. I think that the link between the defense and the midfield defense was also good, much better, because this is one of the major issues that the, that the past games had between the center, center half and the center midfield players. There was too big, too big the gap, I would say. There was no defence. The midfield was completely been taken out from, from Spurs the last few games. Today was a little bit more compact, more robust. And hence, obviously, the defence was a little bit more robust at the same time. But yeah, let's celebrate that three points because it's not a long time. Well, mm. When do we uh, celebrate three points? What, the, you know? what, what, what do you guys think? Do you think, Holly, do you, do, do you think Harry Harry's still here starting next season? Oh, what a question! What a question! Right, as you, if you, if you listen to this show on the regular when I'm on, I always say I'm a big believer in putting stuff out into the universe. So I'm going to say yeah because I desperately want it to happen. Um, but you know, I even had people on the tram today in Manchester saying, "Oh, he's got to leave, and he's got to leave Spurs. He's got to leave now. Time's up. Time's up." And if that's the case, I think it would be incredibly sad. Mm. Really sad. Of course, I don't want him to leave. Want him to stay. But what, what, he, also what do you does think, Craig? To, he does deserve to lift a trophy. He really does. Mm. Do you think? Do you, what's your gut saying? Do you think he? Do you think he'll see out his contract one more season, or do you think he, he'll go in the summer? Well, I, th- I think he'll just be in next season. I'm I actually yeah, quite. I I'm not that bothered. I, I just think Daniel Levy won't want to be known as the chairman that sold Harry Kane, and I don't. Unless somebody comes in with a ridiculous offer like 200 million, I, I just think, you know, look, he's got a year. Wherever we get in, if it's Nagelsmann, great. I think Harry Kane would love playing in the Nagelsmann team. Yeah, I really no, do. Lewandowski, we... same role as Lewandowski did. At he, he, exactly, mm. exactly. And I, I think over the course of the year, perhaps by Christmas, hopefully, we'll be. You know, pushing up that league a bit more, and uh, then you can have discussions with Harry Kane about a new contract. Because he's always said, as I've said many times, if he feels the club's going in the right direction, he's happy to stay. And I think that will be the case. And you know, he's thirty in the summer, um, probably still got a good five or six years left at the top. Obviously, going to smash Shearer's record if he stays injury free within the next three seasons, probably. So. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel Levy was right in a way in what he said. You know, there, I think it is important to Harry being a being a legend, and he already is. But you know, to have, you know, he's talking about statues and all that. But 
you know, the legacy you can create at Tottenham and be like a Ledley King and be the one club man and, and uh, you know, who knows what, what's achievable going forward, you know, Harry Kane foundations and all this sort of stuff linked with Tottenham and, and you know, having that legacy. That, that is sometimes important and, you know, where's he going to go that's got more chance of winning the trophy? You said before, yeah, man, you've got one this year already and they're in another final, but realistically, are they going to challenge for the league next year? Probably not. Um, so, so in, in my opinion, I, I think he'll be at Spurs next season. That, that um, was the um, you talk about legends and records. So I think the goal today was uh, he overtook Rooney, didn't he? And it's so two and nine. And then he yeah, also got was it, it, it was his tenth headed goal, which is a record in a Premier League season. I think no one's ever done that before. So he's got m- most Incredible. ever headed goals in a season. Yeah, R- Ramon and Chris, what do you guys think? Do you think he'll be here next next year? Chris, I think he will. I think he'll uh, see out his contract and uh, probably even on a free transfer next season. But um, I don't think any of us, whatever he does, I don't think any of us could ever moan about what Harry Kane has delivered at the football club. And I would just be gutted as a, as a Spurs fan not to see him going down that high road lifting a trophy. Yeah. Um, yes. I, there's two things to, to Harry Kane's contract. There's two parts. It's in, in his favour at the moment. There's not even a question mark. It's now all in his favour. A year ago or two years ago, uh, yes, he pretty much wanted to go at the time. But now he has all the power in him. And Daniel, I, there's two things. I see prolongs it for a really long term with the club. Uh, I don't believe that will potentially happen if you have a year to go as a player. Or he says, I'm already signing something when my... My contract is already finishing next year, so pretty much he announces now already for the next uh, uh, after next season he leaves and he's already signing with somebody uh, he can go, you know. So I think he stays there, you know. Can I just ask one final question? Uh, well, go it's on. two, I'm going to put it into one. Aston Villa next week, our next game in the Premier League. Of course, we've got three Premier League games left. Um, your thoughts ahead of the Villa game, your score prediction, and also where you think Spurs will end up at the end of the season, Europa League football, Europa Conference League football, or is it better to play no European football at all? Um, Craig, let's start with you. Um, I think um, injuries aside, well, look, it was great to see Bissouma back on the bench today. Um, and obviously Emerson coming back, so that's good. We're getting starting to get players back. We're not going to see Sessegnon or Lloris again this season, and obviously you know Ben Benton Cours out till uh, November. So, yeah, but it's still good to see those players. And hopefully they'll get some game time, perhaps next week. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a tough game against Villa. Really, they've been really doing well. Um, I think it will be a one-one draw, um, and where I think Spurs will finish to where I would rather we finish. Um, I think we're actually going to finish seventh and I think we will end up in that Europa Conference League spot. When you look at Brighton, I watched them the other night and I just thought they were phenomenal to watch and I can't see them not getting three or six points from their games in hand over us and they've got three of those. So, And they will go above us. So we are are probably going to finish seventh in my opinion. Uh, And then... You know, everybody's got their own opinions about the Conference League. I think, personally, if we're in it, we're in it. You can't change it. And you give, you take second strings over in the group stage to where we got, wherever we got to go, and you give them a run and some of the academy boys a run and let the first team essentially stay at home. 
But look, if we're in it, we're in it. West Ham are in the semi-final of that. Are people going to care if they won it? I'm sure the fans would. And I'm sure if we got that far, the fans would want us to win it. So, but it's a perfect opportunity for the academy boys to be put out and get a bit of European experience. You've got to turn essentially what would perhaps be considered a minus into a plus. So, it is what it is. We deserve to be where we are. The season table doesn't lie, all those cliches. So, yeah, we just got to push on next year and uh, hope for a better finish. Mm. What do you think, Holly? I think we will probably win against Villa, but I'm usually overly optimistic. Today I'm going to be a bit more realistic in, in what I'm going to say, but I'm still going to be positive. I'm going to say we'll win 1-0, um, as we did today. Um, and that, that's what I think. I think, do you know what? I think people talk down a lot on the Conference League. Um, but you know what? Like, it's a trophy. It's a, yeah, it is. Yeah. Exactly. It is. And it's like, you know, it's like when people, you know, said about Man United winning, winning that cup and they were like, oh, it's the Mickey Mouse Cup. It's like, yeah, we all say that. But if it was our team, if it was our club that won, We'd all be buzzing. So yeah, okay, nothing. You know, it doesn't compare to Champions League. It doesn't compare to Premier League. It's not the same as winning. You know, lifting one of those trophies. But do you know what I mean? A win is a win, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I think I think we'll actually sneak into sixth because I think Brighton are very good. But actually, they've got really hard fixtures. They still got to play Arsenal, Newcastle, and City. So they've got they got a tricky oh, run wow. in Villa. Villa have got a tricky. We've actually out of everyone, we've actually got the easier run in. Which, but you know, who knows what's going to turn up. So I'm, optimistically, I'd say sixth. I think I think you're probably right. I think we might draw with Villa. So I actually think that it's quite a tough place to go now, isn't it? But I th- I think we'll get sixth, and then I hope. I, I hope it's one of those where we do... One of the good things about the, the Europa League that I do think people kind of underestimate, and, or even the conference, is you look at, like, Arsenal now, do you look at, like, Saka and Martinelli, and, and part of the reason they're, they're doing so well so young is because they got so many minutes playing in, like, the Europa League. They were, like, always stalwarts of the Arsenal Europa League team. Whereas if we suddenly go down to one game a week, I would worry a bit about, like, your skips, your SARS... Some of the younger players like like Donnelly and Mundell who could maybe come in and get a game who are doing quite well for the for the like the, the under 18s and stuff. So I, I do think we probably need that midweek game. So I'd rather get Europe, and I, I think we'll just sneak into Europa League. I think, fingers crossed. What do you think, Ramon? Hey, listen, uh, I'm trying to be positive as much as you, you can, you know, but I'll tell you what, I, I have not seen today too much positive either. either. We won three points. But of course, it'd be great to, to even cliche into the, the European competition uh, because it would be great for the club because there'll be more money as well in the same time, you know, comes in mm. uh, uh, to spend hopefully wisely. That's important at the same time. But I, I coming back to the fundamental of the club, I think uh, at the moment the problem is way much deeper than just really thinking about qualifying for the European side because uh, even you qualify for that makes it potentially even more problem because you've got another competition next season to play with and you really need to recruit quite a lot of players to play all this competition. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, you need to start somewhere and, and, and at the moment we are really at the bottom of all 
within that club in terms of recruitment side point of view, the future kind of uh, Harry Kane's issue point of view, all the players need to get out, as Greg said as well. So it's quite a lot of work to be done behind the scene here to really now think, yeah, okay, Europe is great as a bonus, but maybe potentially not the best way. As I say, maybe let's stay out of it and really have yeah. a season concentrating and building it. That's my my view in that case, you know. So, mm. uh, but again, if 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 we go into it, it's fantastic for the club, of course, you know. Yeah, that that's well, it, isn't it? It's kind of it's it, it's like uh, half of one, half of the other, isn't it? Because you got you know the, the young Arsenal players doing well, but then at the same time, it was that game in the Europa League against Sporting Lisbon where they got a load of injuries and it just derailed their season. So yes. it kind of you know it's 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 a tricky balance to get as well. We don't we don't we don't we don't yeah, yeah, yeah. recruitment. We don't even know where what what we're gonna take in in terms of players' point of view. We know what kind of players needed, but who's gonna come in? Do we have that kind of level of money to invest straight away in the summer? Is it over mm. summer, January, and then again summer? You know, it's it's a lot of question mark around the build up. You know, and yeah. recruitment type point of view. If you have that other competition, maybe puts another layer of complex in terms of the whole vision of the club. And that's, I think, the board has a lot of work and thinking there at the moment in the next few months, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then, and then I suppose as well, you look at like like the Leicester, when they, not saying we'd win the league, but like Leicester and Chelsea under Conte, and even like Newcastle this season, if you're just playing one game a week and then you're spending the rest of your time on the training pitch, you, you can put together a really strong league season, can't you? Because you don't have any distractions and you're just working together. You're just putting your best 11 out every week. But the pressure, the pressure starts to get to be less as well. You really focus on the fundamental team side, right. the recruitment side point of view. You know, uh, yeah. the young great. We want something now with with the under seventeen or the eighteen. That's great for the club because that shows the youth academy has some good quality talent. But did that, these guys have the chance to even go to the first team? Do they even be on the bench? Do they even experience all of that? All of that has to be structured around to be somewhere, somewhere that needs to make sure we make this decision, a football side point of view. And that's what I've not been seeing for years at the club. Hence, obviously, we are in kind of a uh, bottom of the football point of view and the success. We've not been winning trophies for for ages, let's call it, you know. And I think that's one of the things I wanted to see in the next three to four months. But that it takes at least two to three years to build this. Definitely. Yeah. Without I don't I don't know about you guys, but I'm seeing I'm hearing the Ramon Vega director of football vision there. I'm I like that. I'm signed up. I'm so, I'm on board. Well listen, if Absolutely. I was doing that if I was doing that, I would definitely have a program in terms of what to do because I know the club in and out in the same time. The input and the output of, of, of the player point of view is very, very important because I think the key, the key element of any football club are part of the commercial side point of view. It's kind of the standard now at the moment, you know. It's quite straightforward. Is Most of the clubs in the Premier League has to issue is the main the recruitment side. If you don't really do the recruitment rightly and you invest correctly with the right people, you're really wasting a lot of money. And and money in those also in terms of trophy winnings or potential qualify for the Champions League. And this is where I think Spurs done a huge mistake. Commercially, yes, that's a straightforward. Everybody's looking in that level, TV rights, uh, uh, explore the whole uh, new stadium. But everybody in Europe's doing that. But the recruitment side point of view, this is very, very, very important. A club needs to invest and really invest in quality people around it. This is not something overnight. This is really need to have a good program in place 
I would have one because I know I've been managing, or managing, not managing, but more consulting a lot of clubs in Europe. And I've seen terms for the recruitment side from the academy point of view, but the first team point of view as well. And also international recruitment because you've got the local, it's very important, English grassroots coming through as well, but having a mixture of a nice, good international grassroots coming into this world. So you need to have that combination and program in place. And this is something you need to have quality people, some really good, good scouting in place as well, and really have a good input and output because you need to know when you bring somebody in, you really have an exit as well. You're not just coming in in terms of, okay, let's see if it works out. You need to also make sure you have an exit as well. And that's very important to see now at Spurs. And then some, whatever comes into it, I want to see this. Yeah, that makes a lot that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. It, 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 it sounds a lot harder than just playing football manager, which is my experience of it, to be well, honest. Well, I think, I think the problem is, you know, the problem is everybody's playing FIFA manager and the things are playing the same thing. It's not the in real, in real life. It's not yeah. the same, you know. One is the data and the stats you have in that game. And the other point is the physical vision of to see if the player on the field, you know, the youngsters coming in, watch them, uh, analyse them in, uh, from from uh, from emotional point of view, the background from him, for everything you need when you play there it's not just the, the propaganda oh, he's a great player it makes a lot of strike and maybe the guy doesn't fit into the, the dressing room from a character point of view it doesn't fit at all and that sometimes happens you got some great quality players came to Spurs fantastic played outside of Spurs another team came here he was a disaster he goes away and he's suddenly the top scorer mm. just because you, you need to make sure you have a similar character and some leaders in the same times, because that's where you make each other as a, as a team stronger and actually get the best out of each individual. And that's what, in a football director, that is something he needs to look into as well. It's not just, a, oh, yeah, this is a great striker, top scorer, great stats. Yes, he's a fantastic top scorer in Italy, but maybe he doesn't fit in the club. Yeah. It's just not fit into it. Maybe somebody else has maybe half of the of of of, of scoring uh, uh, stats, but if it's fantastic into it, it adds value to the other guys we have already at, at the club. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. Uh, Ram- Ramon, where's where's Chris gone? Is he Chris, still there? Chris to me. He told me to make the the final thing, asking what you guys all up for right, before we do the final bye bye. First of all, thanks to everybody listening. On behalf of Chris, by the way, and myself, I, I pretty much hacked into it. Oh, there he is. <laughs> we had no clue whatsoever. I saw him in the corner here in the stadium. He's coming back again. There we go. All I can do is apologise to all three of you, to all of the listeners and all of the viewers. Big apologies. It will be normal <laughs> service will resume from the Aston Villa game next week. Oh, of your country. So cheers for everyone. Listen, guys, what you guys up to? Craig, what are you up to? Each and what are you guys up to at the moment? Come on, Craig. Go for it. What am I, what am I up to? I'm not up to much, to be honest with you, other than um, having a cracking time uh, on this podcast tonight. It's been very different, but it's been very good. So <clears throat> all I'll say is um, if you have enjoyed it, hit the like button on, on the video because it really does help the channel out. And uh, Chris has been through hell today, as you can see. <laughs> so it's probably worth a like. It's my fault. It's all down to me. It's not his fault, by the way. And I have, I, by the way, I'm not going to apologise because it's not nonsense. I apologise now here. Um, so, 
Chris is great. Great podcast. Great for the listeners. I always love to be on it. This time I'm just hacking to it, actually. Happy to go And Holly, please tell me, what are you up to? What are you up to at the moment? Not a lot, so I can't keep up with you. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing in your life? What are you up to? Huh? <laughs> Honestly, I wish I had more to say. I wish I had more to say. Um, but it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. I mean, I feel knackered. I don't know about you, Rob and Craig. I feel absolutely knackered after this. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing I'm going to need a nap after this chat. <laughs> It, is, it was kind of hit me because, like, you know, it's yeah, suddenly yeah, this ex-Spurs yeah, player is on the podcast of me. You know? It's really good. Yeah, it's really yeah, a pleasure to meet you, Rob. Rob, what do you want to do? Well, I'm... I'm... I'm I'm on the radio tomorrow morning actually, so I'm I'm up early doors. So I'll, I'll probably I've got to get up at like five a.m. tomorrow. So I'll. Oh uh, my just... goodness, me mate! I know, oh. I know. Are you, are you going to be getting up at five a.m. tomorrow, Ramon? I imagine probably not. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you now, at five a.m. I'm not going to tell you on podcast what I'm going to do on five a.m. Completely different thing. I'm telling you right now. I'm not going to wake up. That's for certain. I'm going to be doing. Different thing, mate. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you can listen. Maybe you can listen to me on the radio while you do it. There's a suggestion. But yeah, that, that's... no chance, mate. No chance. For how long are you going to be on it? Uh, was it? So I do six till nine. So I'll be three hours on Heart FM, playing, playing the feel-good hits, doing a bit of coronation stuff. You know, all of that. Um, and then I'm going to get, you know, just, just enjoy the bank holiday outside of that. But yeah, if, if, if uh, I'd say what Craig said and hit the like button. And if you want to give me a little follow on socials, Radio Rob Howard, that's that's where I am. We're going to do that, mate. Listen, guys, thank you very much. You'd be very patient to listen to me because uh, obviously I'm this Chris show. But I hope everybody had fun, all the listeners. Holly, thank you very much. Lovely to see you, meet you, Craig. Lovely to see you, meet you. Thanks very much for Thank everything. You, Lovely to meet you. Make sure, make sure you wake up tomorrow, 5 p.m. Follow him as well. You know, he's on radio in the morning. <laughs> and listen, guys, thank you very much. I hope to see you guys, everybody, soon. Thank you, everyone. Come on, you smell. Days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.